So this is my first year in, uh, I guess, middle leadership and know what I could do to upskill myself in, in that role. You're listening to a Core Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Welcome to our Connected Educator event for our wonderful middle leaders, hashtag middle leaders matter. Let's start with the karakia and introduce ourselves around the room and let's get down to talking about why middle leaders matter. Ono hia te pō, te pō whirimarama, te mokia te ao, te ao whatutangata. Tātai ki ronga, tātai ki raro, Tātai ahoro, homie, huie, taikie. Kia ora. So we have Tanya here. Kia ora. Hi. Joe Robson from Core Education. Uh, I'm Martin Bassett from Unitech. And I'm Sarah Whiting from Core Education. Thank you for joining us this evening. Uh, Tanya, should we put you on the spot for a moment and, um, and do you want to let us know why you've joined us this evening? Sure. Uh, so this is my first year in, uh, I guess, middle leadership, and I just wanted to know more about it and know what I could do to upskill myself in, in that role. Excellent. Thank you. And so the, um, the exciting thing is that both Martin and I um, have really driven Middle Leaders Matter because of a need that we found in our own experiences. So both of us um, have had a very long experience of teaching and leading and really had to learn on the job either what not to do or what to do through trial and error. And it wasn't until we started our masters that we were able to take a big, bigger, wider view and realize that, oh, actually, there was a lot that we didn't know. One of the things we kind of came across through our studies was that the middle leaders play this real vital role in the middle. And, and I mean, as you know yourself in your position as a syndicate leader, that you're, you know, you're right in the middle because you've got teachers below you, you've got senior leaders above you. And so it's really difficult to navigate that kind of pathway between keeping the teachers happy, but also trying to implement policies and that sort of thing. So uh, my my research is on leadership development and Joe's was on appraisal. So it works really well together through, because those two link really, really well. And so that was kind of the, the basis starting this course really, to try and help middle leaders gain from from the, the trial and error that we, you know, from the mistakes that we made and, and through our research. Sarah, do you have anything that you want to add? Sure, I'm just loving listening because I don't actually get the opportunity to hear about your research and your Aww. experiences. Often we work together, but it's nice to be able to hear where you guys have come from and myself being um, a middle leader within a school and then uh, in the role I'm in at CORE now, there's, there are things that we, uh, within our positions that we need to be aware of, I feel, and just those little key lessons along the way that help us to hang our, our bags on a hook so that we can say, actually, this is what we relate to. This is what it means to us. And how can we put this into practice? So um, I'm really excited that we do have a course now that is aimed at supporting people um, who are aspiring leaders that are in that level where they want to be able to take their leadership to the next level. Brilliant. Thank you. So Tanya, what are um, what would you say would be like the most rewarding? You know, you've you've taken on this position this year. What would be some of the rewarding aspects of your role? Oh, uh, where to start? I guess. Um, 
I think just being a part of being part of a team and being a facilitator of change, really. I think that would be the, the biggest reward for me myself. And then of course the children, you know, being being their spokesperson, if you will, for for them and you know, making change for their learning and seeing them grow as well. What about the challenges? What's been the most challenging aspect of the role? Oh, uh, great question. Um, there's, there's been a few. There's, there's been a few within my team. So uh, just the personalities, you know, making sure that I'm aware of the different personalities that make up our team and how I approach situations or how I approach, you know, communication with within my team. So I guess that's been a, the biggest learning curve for me and just making sure that I know what I'm talking about before I, you know, deliver it to my team. So I, I've covered everything that I need to, I guess. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So the, um, so from the, the ongoing research that both Martin and I are conducting, you are not alone. So that's always a, a nice thing. So some of the rewarding aspects that people say is that you feel like you can make a difference that you're in a position of influence. And so while you're still in the classroom and you're, you're able to teach, you also have that ability to be able to lead from within. However, that also can be a challenge because you're actually torn between this teaching, which is full on, and then you're leading, which is full on. And, um, and so then that um, juggling the two um, and when things arise, you know, those problems or issues arise, you may already be teaching, you now have to, um, you know, you might be teaching even alongside them in a, in a collaborative learning environment. And then you've now got to actually deal with, say, something that has um, cropped up and we may want to avoid it and ignore it, but unfortunately, or fortunately, um, people are complex and, um, and so we have to learn how do we deal with this challenge or with this conflict and and so that you know becomes quite a challenge other i was just going to ask do you have um a support network you know like a senior colleague or a senior leader that you can bounce ideas off you know you talked before about learning through trial and error how do you know if a situation comes up with one of your staff how do you know you're on the right track or how do you know what to do yeah and i i guess i'm lucky in that respect because um my syndicate leader last year, so we worked uh, collaboratively together and uh, she's moved up into the, our year five and six uh, syndicate. And if I ever need like some clarification or if I'm not too sure about what I'm doing, you know, I, I zip over to her and I, you know, I bounce ideas from her. But um, I'm also quite lucky that I've got a really good relationship with our DP and um, our DP does go out of her way to make sure that, you know, do you have everything you need? Is there any way that, you know, she can help me? So, and um, again, we, every, I think it's uh, once a term or twice a term, and I can't re really remember, but we go offsite as um, syndicate leaders and we have our own separate like PD day. And then we chat about things and we chat, you know, what's working well for us, what's a challenge, what's, what's been going on for us in our syndicate and how can we help each other? Brilliant, mm. yeah. 
So that yeah. does that help you? Um, I guess that is a really good way of having that ongoing professional conversation, so that you yeah. feel like um, you're able to have those, you know, surface the issues, celebrate the um, the successes along the way, and and be quite strategic about where you know f future directions and things. Definitely, definitely. That's that's very cool. One of the one of the things that we talk about in our in our courses, using the using that person who's your you know your mentor or your guide, but but also using research alongside that and creating a, a leader inquiry or a leadership challenge. So looking at an idea, looking at something that scares you, I guess you know something yeah. within your leadership. I guess this is linked to your earlier question of you know what's your leadership style. So looking at something that you want to develop as a leader and then putting something into place, but with support. So you've got a set, you know, challenge and support. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, that's somewhat of like my own personal downfall is that I don't like to be wrong. You know, I mean, no one does, no one ever does, but I, I think I reach a point where, you know, I should have asked for help a long time ago, but then I get to a point where I'm like, oh, it's too late now. I better just, you know, continue or look like I know what's happening and <laughs> try and continue. <laughs> But yeah, that, that does sound really, that sounds amazing. And I think that's probably where I should have started my journey is actually developed into a, an inquiry model where, you know, I, I am not afraid for that challenge and to get things wrong and to trial and error and just, you know, build, build my little foundation into what works for me and what works for the, my team, I guess. Yeah. Interesting though, it's um and, and I think though, like is there is there a right time? Because in some ways, drawing on what you've experienced so far, so you know, it's like you've got to kind of dive in, then realize like, oh, actually, I don't know what I don't know, or you know, you kind of it's not until you start to experience and then reflect. So I guess it's a bit of that diving in, but also really importantly taking that time to then go, oh, let's reflect on, you know, what's been happening or what's happened. And, um, and so that's, um, that's, the, that's the middle leader inquiry really has come from that because we really believe that if we look at ourselves and we know ourselves as a leader, then we are in a better position to be able to lead a team. And therefore we can then navigate leading from the middle. So of course, you know, you've got in a primary, you'll, you'll have all your syndicates um, and, and, and then you've got your parents and whanau and community, your students, your senior leadership team, you know, and so on. So it's sort of coming every which way. So then being able to navigate that um, politically, if you like, um, and, um, and so by being able to say, yep, this is an area of leadership that I would like to to focus on, and um, and that's where you know the like the spiral of inquiry or teaching is inquiry that that cycle of um, the hunch that you have, the new learning, the intervention that you've put in place, and how successful was it, and what's the measure? What is the measure of success? You know, is it that I've got a synergetic team, or I can answer that question? Well, what um, you know? What is your um, type of leadership style? What you know? What do you feel is the most successful moving forward? Yeah, yeah, 
That sounds amazing. <laughs> That's really I've, got really, I've got really captivated by this. <laughs> That's really interesting because, I mean, just understanding the role of a middle leader and understanding some of the concepts of leadership because some of the research points to, you know, that there is, actually there is no one style of leadership, that you are, that sometimes you have to be quite authoritative and be quite firm. Other times you have to be quite collaborative and there's no... You know, you don't just say, well, I'm a collaborative leader, and that's it. You know, sometimes, yeah. depending on the circumstances, you have to you change. Just like being a teacher, you know, you're not always the nice teacher. Sometimes you've got to be the grumpy teacher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like, <laughs> the grumpy teacher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that idea of being adaptive is absolutely essential. So if we take it back, so, you know, for the way that we set up the um, this online course, and then the pathway to the postgrad studies was that idea of taking that time because we are, um, you know, the reality is that we are time poor. You know, we yeah. would love to have more hours in the day, but it's unfortunately not going to happen anytime soon. So first and foremost, when we understand our role, what is the most important thing or what are the priorities? What are the things that can have the most impact on teaching and learning? And so then when you're um, negotiating, you know, a job description or a role description, you're actually able to take, you know, the, the huge list that they expect you to do. And, um, and if you look at the ministry leading from mm -hmm. the middle in 2012, the list is exhaustive. I mean, if, if you realistically tried to even get through half of that, you'd be, um, you know, the miracle or amazing woman of the year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So having that time to really um, understand your role, negotiate a, a clear role description or job description that focuses on you know, one to three aspects of your leadership that will make the most difference. And that's of course tied into the middle leader inquiry because you can actually go, well, hey, what is going, what does that look like when, if I'm successful? And, um, and what impact or progress have I made along the way? So that's, um, that's quite, a, a, quite a powerful um, module, I think, as a starting point. Yeah, absolutely. Because I guess that, that really sets you up to, to know more about yourself and you know, where you're heading, I guess. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And part of the module idea is of that sort of understanding yourself and then leading from the middle and then, the, you know, the, and the, you know, lead, yeah, working in teams is the idea that you're kind of working in multiple levels. You know, you're working, obviously, your own self as a leader, but you're also managing your team. But then you've also got responsibilities for the wide to the wider school. And it's kind of balancing all those three different roles and trying to balance that tension between all of them. Because some of the research we've come across shows, you know, middle leaders really struggle with if they are too lean too far towards the senior management, then their team just think, oh, they're just they're just sort of puppets for the senior management. If they're too focused on their own teams, the senior management think, oh, they're not a team player, they're not a school, you know, not here for the wider school. And it's that real tension. Yeah, and it's just like finding that balance, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Have you yeah. found that in your role? Um, yes and no. Yeah, I um, I I guess for me personally, I yeah, I've I've really struggled with finding the balance of you know, being the the classroom teacher and then still being there 
for my team because you know there's there's times where my teaching partner she literally had to run the entire day because i'm zipping in and out you know trying to deal with these other situations and then i find myself giving more time to everyone else than i should and you know it's just yeah sometimes i'm just like oh you know where where is my priority lying really mm. The other, the other exciting thing that, um, that, you know, it's about middle leadership development, but also about effective appraisal. And so it was quite exciting and refreshing yeah. to hear you um, talking about your, um, your appraisal and, and that you, you know, that you are um, having a conversation with your principal. Um, and so that's, a, you know, something that in middle leaders, well, that from our, again, from our research, we've found that often middle leaders will have to appraise their own team, but they may not necessarily have a, an effective appraisal themselves. And so um, often, you know, in our experiences, it was left to the last minute. Um, it was a tick box activity where you just went, well, they would say, yep, 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 all good. You know, we know you're an effective teacher. Um, you, you know, we haven't heard anything bad from your team, so you must be a good leader. Um, off you go, see you next year type thing. So we really wanted to um, shift that mindset because we believe that if you have an effective appraisal as a, as a leader, if you feel that you are being um, developed both personally and professionally so that you're there's a real alignment between the school goals uh team goals and then your own personal goals a real alignment there and um and then actually having those ongoing professional conversations so you know hey if you're an aspiring leader what what is what are your next steps if you're a middle leader what are your next steps? You know, where are the things that you need to um, have support? Where are the things that you're excelling? How might you um, bring on others, you know, um, develop others within your team so that there's that succession planning? And so we really do believe that um, a really robust appraisal system mm. for um, middle leaders, like specifically for middle leaders, as well as at the um, middle leadership development. So real set of skills, dispositions that, um, you know, it's that head, heart and hands, you know, the skills, the knowledge and the um, dispositions that you need as a leader. Just talking about the appraisal thing, it's interesting when we were talking before about the challenge and support, the other aspect that I didn't mention was assessment. So there's three elements to that assessment, challenge and support, because of course, you can't be developed until you know what needs to be developed. And appraisal, yeah. of course, is a really good example. And I think, you know, your example has been a really good one that your principal asked you what sort of leader do you want to be? And that's led you to actually consider, well, what what possibilities are there? Yeah. You know, yeah. without that question, without that appraisal, you might never have considered that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And just what you were mentioning before, how... Our, um, when I meet with my, my team members, you know, it is, it is a bit of a tick box situation because that's all I know. And then when I ask for feedback, you know, what can I do as a leader for you? Or, you know, what can I work on? And it is, it's very like, oh no, you're fine. It's great. Everything's yes. good. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know how else I can get any information from you. So I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> yeah. 
There we go. It's a really good example of, <laughs> there we go, um, really like equipping, um, it, you know, it yourself as a leader to be able to ask those questions, to be able to challenge people, to be able to develop others. Um, and and it's, that's what you want. That's what you want. Eh? That You want that from um, someone else, that, that they can help you see what it is that needs to be developed or, or, or whatever. So it's that real... Um, Critique, I guess, like, mm. honest, honest critique. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm hungry for development. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, just give it to me, black and white, you know, good, mm. bad, ugly, whatever, just lay it on me so that, you know, I, we can move forward or I can move forward. And then holistically, as our team, let's do this together. Because, you know, it's just not a, it's not a one-man show anymore. <laughs> and actually, as the leader of your syndicate, you know, you've got a real um, opportunity to build that culture within your staff. You know, this is how we, we operate in this syndicate, in this team, where we're going to be open with each other, transparent, honest. And, you know, I want that from you and I'll give it to you. You know, and so you're really learning to not only give feedback but to take it because sometimes it's not that easy to take feedback yeah absolutely so building yeah just building that as a culture and um, I, I don't know do you keep the same teachers each year or, or will it change uh, well um uh, my my entire team is changing next year because mm -hmm. um three of my team are leaving and yes we've had a reshuffle around and yes yeah, so i i get a whole new team <laughs> uh -huh. we, we start fresh together yeah, yeah exactly well, that's good. and that's that's a really good opportunity again to to you know what do you what do you leave behind what do you start up and what do you continue to develop the other thing on that was um that we we again found in our research was that often senior leaders who are in that position to appraise middle leaders they may not have actually had any development themselves as leaders. So they may have, um, you know, uh, got into these positions or applied for positions or or by default no one else wanted to do the, this position which became this position. Um, and so um, what we've been um, finding quite exciting is the fact that senior leaders, principals, um, associate assistant deputy principals are wanting to be involved in this learning alongside their middle leaders because they feel that they can then really learn how to best develop um, support and value their middle leaders. So it's, it's that's quite exciting. And of course, with the communities of learning, the kahui ako, there's another opportunity because we've now got new middle leadership roles, you know, across school leads and so forth. So it's a real, another opportunity to really be able to value the middle, um, know that the middle matters, and um, and t take the opportunities, but no excuse. You know, this is a an online course plus a pathway which really um, at Unitech works for teachers who and leaders who you know don't want to leave their classrooms, and so they you know can go and um, you know do the a block course and, and have the readings and things sent to them. You know, it's a really um, flexible way of working and learning. Um, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a good win-win, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, what about final comments, thoughts, questions, or wonderings? And then we'll, we'll wrap it up because I know it's, you know, <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. 
reports are still learning. All reports, exactly. <laughs> I wish yeah. they would go away, but they're just not. No. <laughs> um, I guess just from, and I know you have covered it uh, before, but uh, just with the workload, I mean, so it is, it is all online. And then is it like how we're having discussions now? Is this how the online discussions will work? Or is it more like a forum base where everyone just like type, uh, types and chats with each other, that kind of thing, or yeah, like? good question. What um, from the um, the prototyping and things that we've been doing at workshops? What we've we've realised is there's the power of the conversation, which is this rich discussion, drawing on your um, own experiences, questions, and so forth. So I think that it's a real balance there. Um, there is an opportunity for some online forum type thing, but it's a real practical approach in that we talk, but actually we might come out, you know, for, for example, the challenge um, for the first module, if we're knowing ourselves, perhaps you um, actually go away with and, and come up with your job description that relevantly has highlighted the leadership development that you need, the um, key aspects of leadership that you want to focus on, you know, and so forth. Um, and, and so you feel like you actually know who I am as a leader by the end of that module, who I am as a leader, and where am I going? You know, what support am I needing? What's my what will my inquiry you know look like? So it's certainly that um, that approach. It's an online course. Um, there's as you know, you can um, dive into some readings and things online, but also um, have the this mentoring, coaching, um, conversation type thing on um, you know, ideally quite regularly. We've tried to make each of the challenges something that will make your life at school easier as a leader, mm. not something that's just an add-on that you'll never use again. Mm. You know, it's yeah. something that will actually help you. It's in the forefront. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, perfect. And then I guess my, just my last question is, um, so um, you mentioned a block, a block course. So do we need to come up and complete something or is that another option where it can be done online? Yep, so that is um, that. So basically, the Empower online course is the 20 week, you know, for with core education. Then the prior learning is recognized at Unitech, and then you can. So, we, well, because of course we work together, um, yeah. we've been able to um, develop, we've been able to recognize through, get Unitech to recognize the learning. That, that you do on these Empower courses. And so what that means is that if you then decide, oh, I really enjoyed doing that, now I want to continue some post-grad studies and I want to do a, a postgraduate diploma or a master's or a postgraduate certificate, yeah. if you come to Unitech, then we will basically give you one of the courses that you would need to do for free because we, we consider that the learning that you have done through the Empower course is the equivalent of one of our courses. And therefore, you'd only need to do one other course and you'd have a postgraduate certificate and it's those courses that would have the block courses so yeah. what we do is we run our courses in the school holidays so it doesn't yeah. impact on your school time yeah <laughs> so in the week in Auckland and do the it's a Monday to Friday from sort of nine till three kind of thing all the lectures are all in during that time we give you all the readings and then you go away back home and you do two assignments over the next sort of eight weeks. Yeah. So it's uh, one, it's about 
what is that, one term, approximately one term's worth of commitment. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, then, yeah. and then just the work, I mean, so you, yeah, the workload, like what would your estimated amount of hours be towards the course, I guess? So which course? So the online or the Unity yeah, one? The online. Or, yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, I'm not sure, like, um, Sarah, you might be able to jump in. I mean, I guess we sort of want it to be manageable. So we kind of think the, um, that you would be able to delve in as much, you know, you could spend as many hours as you wanted in there, but... Yeah. The realities of everything else would be that we would want to create it so that it wasn't um, it was part of what you would be doing for your yeah. um, PTCs your um, appraisal you know you know what I mean like it would be kind of built into that so you know if you were looking at a, an hour or two perhaps a week maybe um, um, yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that's what I was gonna say Joe is our online courses really because you have access to them for a year as well mm. the resources there are available so it means that you don't need to have to worry about covering all of it you take the most relevant aspects and then you can delve into anything else along the way so there will be a commitment if say for the online discussions like this which is about an hour a module at the moment but that could change slightly and then how much you put into it is up to you, but an hour to two hours a week is probably roughly what we would recommend. And that's been the feedback we've had so far. So that's amazing. My goodness. <laughs> well, we're hoping that you'll be so excited that you'll do more. I uh, probably <laughs> would. <laughs> I probably would. <laughs> there we go. All right. Well, thank you so much for a, a lively conversation. It's so great to meet you, Tanya, and thanks for um, coming in. Um, let's close with a closing karakia and, um, and then return to our reports, I mean, our evening. <laughs> um, unified, um, full, of, full of excitement and um, wonderment. Ka whaka iria te tapu, kia watia ai te ara, kia tūruku whakataha ai, homie huie taikie. You've been listening to a core education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility.